Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jenniferjackson.com. You're listening to Simply for Women. I hope you can feel the excitement in my voice because today our guest is going to be John Fuller. And I absolutely love John Fuller because I've been listening to him on Focus on the Family radio for many years, encouraging me as a wife, as a mother. And he has over 35 years of experience as the vice president of Focus on the Family. And that broadcast is heard by millions. So I hope that you you probably also have heard his voice. My husband Doyle, Pastor Doyle and I, we're at the National Religious Broadcasters, and we are interviewing John Fuller. Well, I'm excited today because Jennifer is here with me, and we have a special guest, John Fuller from Focus on the Family. Welcome, John. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be able to meet you and talk with you. It's a real honor. Yeah. To do this in person is is a lot of fun, and I thought today, let's just talk about family. That's that should be down your uh, alley, and I know a thing or two. Tell us a little bit about your growing up life. Yeah. What was it like growing up John Fuller? Uh, well, I was a kid that just was not the smartest uh, person in the room, but I was a firstborn, so I always did the right thing. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, a family of four kids, parents still married. They've been married 65 years. Wonderful. And uh, they're people of faith, not um, integrated necessarily on a big day-to-day basis, but very very um, devout and yeah. a good moral framework. So I, I led, fortunately, a pretty uneventful life. I mean, I did some stupid things, but nothing big. And I used to, when I first came to Jesus, I thought, I need a, a more bold testimony. You know, I want to be the person that did drugs, and now I'm saved. I understand that. I, so I, I struggled feel like with a second-class person because I grew up in a pretty good, intact family, and I was a pretty good kid. I was still a sinner. I still needed Jesus. That's right. But growing up um, was good in the Midwest. It was a, it was a good uh, childhood, and I'm still uh, very thankful for all that. I, I ask people this question all the time. If you could have a do-over, meaning like there was a day or a, a season in your life that was really good, and you could go back and just experience that a little bit again, what would that be? Uh, it would be my high school years after I first came to faith because this crowd of high schoolers that welcomed me into the youth for christ group mm. they loved on me they accepted me i was i was very indistinguishable i was not a jock i was not a, a super smart person i was an average high school student struggling insecure they welcomed me i used to pray to be average <laughs> well to get up yeah. to that level is what I mean. I mean, by average, we're talking C's. So I, I just, I, I one day woke up and, and thought, what is it that they have? Yeah. And it was the love of God. Mm. And, and I soon thereafter um, made a decision to follow Jesus. So that was a really rich, wonderful time. High yes. school was hard. Yes. But that last year, year and a half, I still am friends with some of those people. It's the Christian community. Yes, yes. Yeah, the foundation of the people that built into my life then is solid and and secure. I'm thankful to God for them. 
and I still get to be in touch with them. That's cool. Do you think because you had stable parents, you were one of four kids that motivated you to have six children? No, that did. We, I was not motivated to have six children, Jennifer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sounds sounds beautiful. Well, I thought we were talking four, and then we had five, and then my wife said, "Well, I think God wants us to be involved with orphans." And I said, mm-hmm. "Great, go hold orphans oh, uh, Romania. We have a friend mm-hmm. over there." And she came back to me a few weeks later and said, I'm still praying, and I think God wants us to do more than me, just go hold orphans. Yeah. And in my arrogance, I said, okay, well, that's fine. We can have another one. We can adopt one. That's, that's good. I mean, I work at Focus. I know about the need, right? So, let, sure, let's adopt. So and that, how hard can it be? Oh, oh, how how exactly, has this Jennifer, changed your exactly. life? And God just chuckled. He said, ah, oh, this next one, John's going to help you. You're going to hate the process, but I'm going to help you reorient everything, and I'm going to show more of me than you thought possible in the day-to-day. And so that sixth child has rocked our world. He's 20 uh, uh, very soon here, and uh, he has some special needs. He's been a special gift, oh. and it's a good. we're in a good spot after some really hard, struggling years. But God really did rock my world. I mean, he, I, he I, your- I know parenting. I've done five. I had to let go of so much and relearn and just lean into, actually, I just have to remember, God loves this child more than me, and I got to love this child somehow like God loves them. That's and, right. And I can't do that in my own power very well at all. I really, really stink at that. So I just, I've learned to lean in, pray, take a breath, failure after failure after failure, and just keep showing up because I'm their dad, like it or not. Do you think these children teach us to reflect God or God's in the teaching of us as we parent? uh, I I certainly think that it's been a a full two-way street where I've taught them they have been tools in God's hand and remain so even as adults. I love my kids. Adult kids are harder because the stakes are higher. Yeah. And they make their own choices. (laughs) And I got to, yeah, I wouldn't have done that, but okay. Yeah, I got to just accept that. And they have to live their story and their story's not done yet. Yeah. And so I'm still showing up because I'm only, I'm the only dad they have. I mean, at one point our adopted son was saying, well, I'm going to get out of this family. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to unadopt me. And it's like, you can't, you're yeah. stuck with me, dude. That's right. You don't like right. me right now, but I'm it. And even if you reject my last name and reject me, I still love you. That's right. Because... Because especially uh, kids from trauma, they, they have a lot of trust issues. And so I just had to give them that choice of, yeah, I can't make you anything, yeah. but I can love you and you can't stop me. So what do you think are the, the biggest surprises from your children? What did they teach you the most? Unfortunately, Jennifer, things like my selfishness, uh, my rigidity in my thinking, um, my desire to have an outcome. Um my own emotional insecurities and inadequacies. Uh, you know, my life was not idyllic growing up, but we had some issues in the family. We had some emotional avoidance uh, that I've equipped my kids with. And I've said, you know, the good thing is you can move on from relationships. Yeah. The bad thing is you kind of avoid emotional attachments. So I've learned a, a ton <laughs> and it helps to work at focus because i get to hang around with a lot of smart people yes who know a lot of good stuff and i seem to be a, a silent uh 
counselee at the table for so many of the interviews that we do. At That's right. You're always, a, I find I'm always a pastor no matter where I am, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't, you don't get away from that. So thank you for listening today. We're uh, talking with John Fuller from Focus on the Family. We've been talking about family and just uh, your family, but maybe we'll pivot right now sure. and, and tell us what are you learning at Focus right now about the families in America? Like maybe what are the big questions you guys are getting? And then what do you see as the greatest issue facing families in our world today? The, the greatest single issue in my mind, and as I read the scriptures and as I understand what's going on, is the spiritual battle, the enemy. The enemy of our souls doesn't like the image of God. Yes. He's no longer in God's presence. He's free on this earth to do what he wishes. He wishes to destroy God's image bearers. He does that you know, through abortion. He does that through divisiveness and broken families. And he does it with great effect because where the family breaks down, there's more poverty. There's more uh, behavioral issues for kids. There's just there are so many negative indicators and so many positive reasons to try to keep families together. Not because we know how to do it perfectly, but because there's a security, there's a safety, and there's a an image of God's hand when we do it well. So to the extent we can, we live authentically, and we understand that there's a spiritual element to family that we had better pay attention to. So you got to know the enemy and name him and start working against him. And that doesn't mean, hey, let's stay together just to show the devil. No, it's because God has something better. But the culture certainly isn't. The government's not supporting families anymore. No, no. The culture isn't supporting families anymore. The entertainment industry is, I mean, it's bad to be in a traditional nuclear family. I mean, you wouldn't want people not lying and, you know, being honorable and being kind. What we try to teach in our families, usually families try to teach that stuff. They don't teach bad behaviors. Most of us want our kids to learn good. So it's a spiritual issue at the heart. And then it's the whole of of the culture. And I, I don't want to point all externally. It's a lot of apathy. You know, I, I, I got married and had kids. I didn't know what I was doing there. I mean, I listened to Focus on the Family and I read books, but it's yeah. hard to implement yeah. good, authentic Christian living in the family because there's just something about the dynamics there. There are, there is something about the dynamics there. What a treat, huh? To listen to John Fuller from Focus on the Family. And that was my husband, Pastor Doyle Jackson. We will continue this conversation on the next episode. It's such an honor because they have plowed deep for families for many, many years. Always encouraged me anyway with my children and in my marriage and, and even adult children. That's what he's going to talk about tomorrow. He's going to talk about how the church community surrounded them when they had special needs in their family and talk about adult children a little bit. Such a wonderful time. So you don't want to miss the next episode. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. Why don't you do me a quick favor? Go to jenniferjackson.com, and for a gift of any amount, I will send you my book, Simply Joy, Come Rain or Shine. That will encourage your faith, strengthen you, and hopefully bring some joy So do that today. Go to jenniferjackson.com and shoot me an email, would you? Tell me how you're enjoying the show, what you would like to hear. Is there a topic that you want to have discussed? 
Send me a quick email and I'll send you a t-shirt. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson. You've been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God.